Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Forever Family series, where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Now let's join him for today's message. Today, we're going to look at another aspect of what it means to be the family of God. And it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to start at verse number 12. Today's title is One Body. When I play Little League basketball, Little League soccer, uh, Little League uh, football, basketball, soccer, whatever. I played Little League tennis. I, I tried a whole bunch of different sports growing up. One thing that was common in team sports before the games or matches started, we would put our hands in and we would yell out, off of one, one fall. Off of, and then you fill in the blank, whatever the team. And then we say, so-and-so team fall. And then we won, two, three, go. And we say win, whatever, champions, whatever. And it was this mindset that we all in this together. We are all unified together. Because when it comes to team sports, you need everybody. No matter how good you are, you need your teammate to show up. We see this at work. We got jobs that, truth be told, we get frustrated when people are not doing their job. Because it's affecting everybody else. But we understand when it comes to team, how we all play different roles, how we all play different functions. You know, when we come in for church service, we come in and we setting up. We got people on sound. We got people on lights. We got people on camera. We got people putting mics and plugging stuff up. And if somebody doesn't do one of those tasks It affects everything else. We understand how that works. For my kids in here, when you watch your superhero movies or shows, we sit here and we think about who is the most OP'd person, you know, overpowered. Who who would take everybody else? And you find out as you go through the list, while you might have your favorite hero, you need another hero that can step up because there's a villain that can overcome each one of them. They come together as teams. You know, that's why Captain America was so popular. He said, we're going to win together, we're going to lose together, we're going to do it together. Iron Man wasn't trying to hear that. That's for my kids and for my kids at heart. Everything is needed. The saddest thing, the saddest thing that's happening in the life of the church is that we think we can roll and be cool and be close to God rolling on our own. We think we can do it. It's, 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 it's just me. We've fallen into the lie that it's about my personal relationship with Christ. That couldn't be further from the truth. Yes, you have a personal relationship with Christ, but the purpose of that is so that you may grow in community. Not that you be by yourself. And here we see in this passage, the Apostle Paul, while he has spoken about different gifts, and we're going to get to that. Actually, next week, I'm going to give you a preview. Next week, we're going to look at what does it mean to have these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Before we get into that, I want us to understand who we are as the body so that we can understand how our gifts function within the body. We got to embrace we are the body of Christ. What does that mean? 
What does that mean? He says that we are these individual members, yet one body. Each members of one. Each members of one. That's one of the reasons when we talk about church membership, we're not talking about a club. We're actually talking about being members of a body. That's why we use this language. And when you think about what it means to be a member of a whole One of the things that's uh, fought for in higher education today is over the issue of intelligent design. For years, uh, since, you know, uh, know, let's say the the late uh, 20th century, what has ruled the day in scientific studies and in biological studies is Darwinism, Darwinian evolutionary theory. With all its lacks, with all its holes, with all its presumptions and jump to conclusions, it still holds the day. And yet we have people not necessarily creation. It's not necessarily people arguing for the God of the Bible as creator, but actually noticing within creation there is design, there is purpose. That's why when you roll up somewhere, you can tell, oh, uh, if you if you ever been out in in, 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 in in if you have been in the country, you can tell when somebody's gone through when the trail has been made. When the trail's been made, you know people have gone through there. If it's thickets and sticks and stuff, and then you know nobody's been through there. If you found a watch on the ground, you know oh that didn't just come together. Somebody. But we see this also in biological systems. We see design. We see things that have purpose. We see things that have uh, trajectories. And one of them is this: there is a bacteria. I mean, it's, it's called bacteria flagellum. Don't even worry about that name. But there's a bacteria that shows that there's a case in biological systems where intelligent design argues for what's called irreducible complexity. Now, I want you to put that in your back pocket. I'm going to explain what it is. If you don't remember the exact name, I'm going to explain what it is. Basically, it's saying there is evidence in biology where there is a coming together of different parts And it functions as a whole. And if you take away one part, it ceases to function. We see this in biological systems. That means it couldn't evolve. It couldn't happen to be. All of it had to be in place at once for it to live and work. We see this in biology. Now, I'm going to give you a, a more practical example of this. This is one of those unfortunate realities we got to deal with. Rat traps. You ever had to use a rat trap? That's scary. You ever had to put a rat trap out? What's interesting, what rat traps are made of, you got the wood, you got the spring, you got all these different parts of a rat trap. If you remove one, it ceases to function. You need all of them in place at the same time for it to function. All the parts come together to work as a whole. You may be like, Pastor, why are you saying all this? Why are you talking? What are we talking about bacteria and biology and rat traps? I want us to understand that if we are going to function as God has called us to function, we need every part in its place doing its job so that we may fulfill the purpose in which we live. We see this in biology, we see this in rat traps, but the unfortunate thing is we think that does not apply to the church. We've reduced the church to a service on a Sunday 
And we miss that it's really about all of us together fulfilling the mission God has given us. And we are individual members making one body. So if the body's going to do what the body is supposed to do, we need all the members in place, functioning, thriving. Fulfilling is design. Each member's a one. So when you think about yourself, you who have placed faith in Jesus Christ, you are part of the body. You are an individual member, yet your presence and your connectivity is crucial. And you got to know this. Each member is not identical. It's not identical. We're not the same. One of the things I hate is how in the church and outside the church, we compare ourselves to other people. We want to be like other people. We see somebody, we want to imitate them. We see other people, we see people on TV, we want to dress like them, we make our hair like them, we talk like them, we try to roll like them, and we're not them. God didn't make you them. God made you you. We get in church and we bring that same mentality where we look at like, oh, I want to be like so-and-so. I want to be like her. I like she, she, she loves Jesus. I want to, I want to be like that. No, you don't. You need to be who God called you to be. You be sitting there like, oh, I want to be like, I see the pastor. I see the deacon. I see that. I want to be. No, no. You need to understand that we're not all identical. We've already looked at this before. You have an individual specific DNA sequence. The world has never had you. The world won't have you again. You have a specific fingerprint. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to be anybody else. Let me tell you something. The world needs you. Your church needs you. Your community needs you to be you, not you trying to be a cheap imitation of somebody else. Have you ever, if you didn't know this, when you take an original and make a copy, you know it loses quality, right? I remember I learned this years ago. When we used to have VHS tapes, we would record something. they like, make me a copy. And then you get a copy of it and be like, man, my copy kind of raggedy. And then somebody make a copy of the copy. And somebody make a copy of the copy. And next thing you know, you got trash. You're looking at the screen, it's like, I swear the doctor told me my eyes were good. What is wrong with your screen? The world don't need you trying to be cheap imitations. We are not identical. What does he say in the text? In the text, he says that these different parts, he said, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, we drink it from this one spirit. We've been brought together different backgrounds. Different worlds. We've come together under this one spirit that we've been made to drink. And he says this, if the foot should say to the hand or if the ear should say to the eye. I don't know why this makes me laugh, but like, think about that. Think about that. When he says, we're not identical. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request 
your MP3 download of the sermon series, Forever Family, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. Go to daryljones.org, that's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org, to give and request your copy today. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. You know when you watch scary movies, you can always tell who the monster is because stuff out of order. You know, if, if, if they got a third eye in their forehead, that's the monster. You know, if they, got four, if they got four arms coming out, oh yeah, that's the monster. If they got two heads, monster. If they got an ear in the middle of their face, monster. Why? Because we got parts in the wrong spot and we got too many parts in the wrong spot. Stuff is wrong. Stuff out of order. Churches become dysfunctional when we got folk trying to be what they're not. He said, if the, he says, if the foot said, I'm not a hand. If, I, I don't know why this makes me laugh. He says, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. Think about that. You, have any of y'all ever sat down in the wrong spot too long and your foot went to sleep? It's a problem. You know, you, need, you, 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 you know when something off when their foot not working right. You know, that could, or you ever caught a cramp in your foot? You ever had your toes start to curl up on you in the middle of the night because you've been too active and ain't been drinking water? That's one of the scariest things. That'll make a grown man scream. Well, I need my foot to be a foot. I don't want my foot to quit on me because the foot want to be a hand. I don't want my ears to quit on me because the ear jealous and because the ear want to be an eye. Now, I know we, gotta, we live in a culture where, you know, we can try to change and we can say we identify whatever we want to be in the same day. But let me tell you something. We see in this text, God determines who you are, what you are. Embrace that. And embrace that in the body of Christ. He says that we're not identical. You know, I, I, I started off talking about little league sports. I always think about this. We... The quarterback gets a whole lot of notoriety, right? We we were talking the other day. I was talking with Pastor Ryan, and we I was laughing, and uh, I was having a conversation with somebody else too. And we were talking about the importance of everybody fulfilling their role, just all everything. Quarterback Thomas Brady. Can any of y'all name his left guard? Nobody knows. Very few care. You want to know who cares? Tom Brady. Tom Brady cares a whole lot who their left guard is. Because if their left guard doesn't do his job, you know what? Tom Brady going to be sitting up in the hospital watching the playoffs with us. We're not all identical. We don't all serve the same function. And yet, as great as you may be at what you do, everybody else, every other member is needed. You're needed. Have you ever thought about how much you're needed? 
Y'all hear me say this all the time. We have bought into a consumer-oriented mindset of church that church is for me to come and receive. When actually church is for you to come and be give, 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 giving. Because the more you give, the more we all receive, the more we grow, the more we flourish, the more we thrive. Meaning, you coming to church is not about you you needing somebody else. I'm going to tell you, somebody else needs to see you and be encouraged by you. They need to see your smile. They need to hear about what God is doing in your life because they've been praying for you. God hasn't answered their prayers for them yet, but they can give glory to God because God answered your prayer now, and they know God is on the way in theirs in God's timing. We need that. We We need that. We need to see the kids grow up. Isn't that cool? Watch it. We got back from COVID and it's like, hold on. Like we was in a time machine. You know, kids showing up taller than me. I'm like, what is, what's the deal? I'm looking look at, at one of the young fellas the other day and I'm like, he got about a month before he catch me. Like how in the world? You know how exciting that is? Just what that does for us just to see life, just to see everybody doing well. That's huge. That's huge. We learn from each other. It's just that every member is Needed. He get his examples and he's like, hey, uh, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If everybody was doing the same thing, we'd be lacking. When I, when I, back in my football days, we used to joke. And we used to wonder, could we be like an injury or like a, uh, something hurting on you was inevitable. It just was going to happen. Like when I finally retired, I ain't going to lie, y'all, it was like refreshing to wake up in the morning and like nothing hurt. I got used to life of something hurting, like a wrist always hurt. You know, I had a dislocated finger. Something always hurt, but for me, that was just life, you know. Now I'm waking up, I'm like, man, I can actually like, get out of bed and not be hurting. Like, that's pretty, like, that's, that's a new world for me. When was a trip where we used to talk about it. If we could tell God, we would have the dumbest conversations. If we could say, God, all right, uh, if we're going to have anything hurt on us, we would pick what part of the body. And we could never determine, because we started to think about, well, if my toe hurt, then I can't run right. You know, if, 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 if my side hurt, then I can't turn. That's going to be a problem playing the game. Like, we start to go through. But like, so I remember one of our guys, he had an ear infection. And, man, when he would, like, when his helmet would get hit or just with contact, the ringing, I was like, okay, I don't want my ear to hurt. I don't want that to hurt. You know, we, we had one teammate, but he slightly pulled an abdominal muscle. Slightly pulled it. This was one of the most genetically gifted physical specimens you would ever meet and this is how he was walking around we like this joker 20 years old he moving like he 107 couldn't do anything slight lust, just slight strain tear in his abdominal and it was like I don't ever want to have that injury you start to realize there's no part of my body I don't want affected like leave it all intact I don't want anything hurting I don't want anything well because it's all important it's all made to function a certain way. We've even learned years ago, we thought the appendix in your body was for nothing. Now we find out it's connected to your immune system. Yes, you want your appendix. If your appendix is about to burst, then we need to get rid of it. But then you got to take some medicine to make sure you're functioning right. It's all needed. This is why he says we need all of it. You want to be an eye, but you the ear. We need you to be an ear because we need to hear. We need every single part. And notice when he says it's all needed, he spends a lot of time in this section about the less desirable parts. Did y'all notice that? 
Did you notice that? He was like, you know, the parts that are respectable. He says that the parts that are <laughs> kind of, I'm going to use this term a lot. The parts that are disrespected, just forgotten about, they're they more important than the, than, than the ones that everybody talk about. Example, because you get this body, this body metaphor going right here. I would venture to say none of us think about our pancreas. I don't hear nothing about pancreas. We don't have no pancreas awareness month. We don't, we don't talk about the pancreas at all. Yet yeah, it's one of the most deadly cancers. If your pancreas get affected, it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's almost more serious than a heart attack. You may be serving in a way in the church that doesn't get all the hype. Nobody sees what you do. Nobody's calling your name. But, but, but you that pancreas that's giving us life. You that liver that's cleaning everything out, that's making sure we're all healthy. You're those parts that nobody talks about. And yet, vitally important for the health of the body. So, I, I know a lot of people want to be the face. The face serves its purpose. We all know that beauty is, is skin deep anyway. Can't put too much on the face, right? Notice he gives the example in here. Now, later in another passage, he talked about Christ as the head. Right here, he talked about the head as part of the body. Christ is the leader. But even here, if, if you're the head, we need you. Yeah, the head needs a neck, right? We, we, we need every single thing. Don't minimize your importance when it comes to the body of Christ. Don't minimize your importance when it comes to the church. And, and I want to encourage you with this. When individual members come together, they, they can do something mighty. You know, there are five fingers on the hand, and I'm counting the thumb, y'all. Somebody want to get technical with me, you can see me afterwards. I'm going to count this as a, as a finger. We got, we got five phalanges, all right? We got five phalanges on this, on this make up this hand, right? You like that? I got my medical people up in the house. Uh, we, 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 got, we got five. Now, each by itself, not as strong. But, you know, you try to pick something up with one finger, yeah, it, it come limits. You try two fingers, three fingers, four. Five fingers get involved, we, we can move a lot more. You take these five fingers open, you put them, make a fist, it can make a lot of impact. We understand that. Same is true when it comes to the body of Christ. But this is, this is, this is I'm talking about these, these five, you know, your, your pinky is a little weak. And then this one, the, the middle one is a little stronger than the others, the index. All of them do different things. They all help in different ways. Same hand, they all help in different ways. There are certain things you can do with one finger that you can't do with the other. And yet when they are working, you know, it's a, and you, you realize how significant it is if you ever hurt one of them. Or if you unfortunately lost one of them. Lost a part of one of them. They're all important. And when they're connected to the body, there's life pulsating through them. I watched a show the other day, and a guy got his pinky cut off. They cut off his pinky. And what was interesting was they put the pinky on ice, took him to the hospital, and he sewed it back on, and then after a while, he was using it again. I was like, that is... That, that's like mind-blowing to me. Like, I, I'm, 
I'm not as medically trained, but that blew my mind. Like, like you can actually have a finger cut off, but if you get it put back on in enough time, if you get it on ice so it doesn't decay beyond the point of no return, it can be reattached and be made functional again. You know what's cool about that is when we remove ourselves from the body, while not at first it doesn't seem like it, but we, we are decaying. We are decaying, and the longer we stay away from the body, the more we decay. But the good news is you can be brought back and placed back on, and life pulsates through. Why? Because we're the body of Christ. We all made the drink from this one spirit. His life pulsates through us. If you have removed yourself from the body, if you've been disconnected, my encouragement today is reconnect today. Make today today you reconnect. Make today the day that the life starts to pulsate back through. That you may thrive. And that you may fulfill the call that God has on your life. And let me tell you something. Let me, let me, I'm going to say this in the most humble way I can. We've been waiting on you. We, we need you. We, 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 we're trying to make it without you, and we think we can maybe make it without you. Truth is, we can't. We need you. Because if God placed that purpose on you, then God did it for purpose, on purpose, and we know if his plans are going to come to fruition, we need you. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Forever Family, where we learn how believers do not relate to one another like family, but we are truly family in Christ Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to donate to Point Ministries today and request your copy of the Forever Family Sermon Series on MP3. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.